Welcome to the most accurate podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. With me is one of my favorite people on the planet and my excellent co-host, Jen Akins. Jen, how you doing today? I'm doing good. Fancy meeting you here again for the second day in a row. No, I'm good. I'm uh, I'm ready ready for the end of this uh, preseason slash off season slash draft season slash all of it. Um, <laughs> We're uh, just a hair over a week away from a meaningful football game. Legit, I'm very yes. Actual yeah. matchups to talk about. Actual football to discuss. Uh, it's exciting. Super, super psyched. Uh, This week, we're going to break down the fantasy-relevant roster moves uh, made over the past week or so, mostly today. Uh, Before we do so, though, I want to remind everyone about Underdog's Fantasy Best Ball Mania 3 Tournament. $10 million in prizes on the line, including $2 million to the first-place finisher of that tournament. If you haven't already, head to 444.com slash underdog. Find out how you can get a free 444 Pro or DFS subscription and a deposit bonus match with a new Underdog account. So, Jen... Yes. Main topic today, <laughs> roster cuts. Uh, I say roster cuts. Also, trades, uh, PUP designations, whatever the case may be. Anything that uh, is Transactional relevant, things. Yeah. Based on getting all the teams co- going from, I think, 75 players down to 53. So, uh, the first thing I want to talk about, which is probably the most, maybe one of the most uh, fantasy-relevant moves that happened, is yesterday, LaVisca Chenault got traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, obviously, the Jags spent a lot of money to bring more receivers into that receiver room. Chenault must have just fallen by the wayside on that depth chart. So the Panthers bring him in. Uh, number one, I'm going to ask you, LaVisca Chenault leaving the Jaguars, does this uh, change the way you view any of those Jaguars pass catchers or Trevor Lawrence? No. I wasn't. <laughs> no, honestly. LaVisca Chenault, like, I... I... Listen, great prospect. He was exciting, but I mean, he wasn't, he didn't do anything with the opportunities he was given. Like, I just feel like, you know, I don't know, all flash, no substance or whatever that, that expression is. I just didn't feel like, I don't know. I wasn't buying him this year. So I feel like him being out of there doesn't really change it. I mean, I'm still drafting Kristen Kirk where I was drafting Christian Kirk. I'm still drafting, you know, Zay Jones, Mark, you know, everyone else that's there. I'm, I'm kind of, their ADPs and, and their spots in, in the pecking order don't really uh, doesn't change. Based on how they were used, absolutely. Chanel right. did have a hundred targets last year. He caught sixty three balls, but he did exactly. Yeah, so there are <laughs> uh, there are vacated targets there. Uh, assuming Zay Jones, Marvin Jones are going to be the beneficiaries of that. Uh, Ingram, but it's going to be interesting. Now uh, shifting over to Carolina, uh, you know, obviously DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson are the guys outside. Uh, Terrace Marshall was supposed to be that big slot receiver. Do you think that trading for Chenault lands him in that Terrace Marshall role, or do you think uh, Terrace Marshall still has a role in the offense? That's tough to say, to be honest with you. Um, I think it's up to them. I don't know. You know, I think that it probably isn't great for Terrace Marshall having LaVisca there. Uh, You know, I don't think that, yeah, I mean, it's really tough to tell. Like I said, I'm not a huge Chenault believer, but maybe maybe a fresh start, maybe a fresh team. Um, maybe he will be more productive, more efficient. We'll have to see. You know, I will say that, you know, looking at ADP, um, since yesterday, LaVisca has moved up 1.5 spots since yesterday, since going to the Panthers. So he's <laughs> he is wide receiver 98 right now. He's, he moved up from 215 to 213. Um, so, you know, people are obviously, you know, in a little bit moving his ADP up, he's still free and cheap. So, you know, if people want to get in on that, um, 
you know, he's still there. I know there's a lot of LaVisca Chanel truthers out in the fantasy, uh, <laughs> in the industry, at least. I don't know about, you know, regular, regular fantasy drafters, but for me, I'm not, I don't know. I, I don't even know that I'm going to sprinkle, to be honest with you. I think, I think I'm leaving LaVisca Chanel where he was before, which is not on any of my rosters. <laughs> I'll sprinkle him in the last round of a best ball league now that uh, there's a little clearer path to 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 you know numbers for him, a team that just traded for him. Right. And uh, you so can I, get him I cheap like with that. Baker. Yep. I mean, if you really want to do that, yeah. Yeah, but redraft leagues, there's just there's not enough roster spots for me to put him on a roster. So uh so I'm not I, I I'm probably a little like him a little more than you do, but not a whole lot different. So uh, let's talk about uh, one of the surprise cuts, or at least surprising to me, Marlon Mack was cut from the Houston Texans. Uh, you know, obviously, Damian Pierce has gotten a lot of love over the last couple of weeks, had a nice preseason. Uh, Marlon Mack, I don't know if it was a health thing or a depth chart thing or what the case may be, but uh, how do you feel about Marlon Mack's release and how that affects the Houston running game from a fantasy perspective? Well, I think that a lot of people have been, you know, driving up, you know, Damian Pierce's ADP anyway, right? He's already, I mean, we're, we're talking, he's a seventh rounder. He actually looked into it since yesterday. He's moved up three and a half spots in one day, in uh, one which day. is a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot, mm-hmm. not yeah. position, not positional spots, but ADP spots. So he's, he's, you know, the RB 24, he's in the seventh round. Like he's in that dead zone now. Um, you know, I, if anything for this, I'm more on Rex Burkhead, right? I mean, right. I, I mean, if Mac is gone, he he Rex is going to be the pass. He was going to be the pass catching guy anyway. Now he's even more of that for me. So you know, Rex is free. He's RB eighty two. Like, I you know, I had a little bit of him from early in the summer, but I think I might get a few more shares before the uh, the season kicks off. Like you said, he's free. I'm with you. Uh, this doesn't change my take on Damian Pierce. He was already too rich for me, too Same. expensive. Uh, I have some early season, early off season uh, Damian Pierce shares, and those will just sit, and that's nice. But uh, but you're right. Rex Burkhead becomes more interesting to me because uh, now I, I'm not worried about his roster spot, and Marlon Mack's not around. So I, I'm with you. I, I think Rex Burkhead is the buy from the Marlon Mack news. I don't think it changes. I agree. But what, so what do we think about Mack, though? Like, this, is he going to show? I mean, I can't imagine he doesn't get a job. I mean, where do, you know, is he going to show up somewhere and screw up a backfield for us? Is he going to murk it up? Uh, I don't think so, honestly. No. I feel like I, I feel mean, like the, this no. was the most open backfield, right? So unless it's no. like an injury situation or something, like I could see if Minnesota trades – uh, Alexander Madison, right. uh, I could see maybe they bring in Marlon Mack as a backup, but I just don't think he's, I, I, I think he's past the point of being relevant enough to actually murk up a backfield. Just me. I'm just wondering for, you know, for all the people that did draft Marlon Mack this yeah. offseason and now they're stuck with those shares, you know, will yeah. it pay off somewhere, some way? He'll lay in somewhere probably, but I, who knows the running backs, they fall off a cliff. They do they it do. very fast. It and maybe one of those fast. things where he gets a job in week six, you know, maybe. you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, let's talk about Baltimore, the Baltimore running uh, situation, right? So Kenyon Drake was cut by the Raiders last week and uh, comes over to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Ravens cut Tyler Beatty, the their fifth round rookie, who I, I was a little surprised that they cut him. I thought he'd at least, get some special teams role, but he's gone. Gus Edwards uh, is placed on pup. So he's going to miss at least the first four games of the season. JK Dobbins is not on pup, uh, but not, not guaranteed to start week one. So uh, that Baltimore running back room with Edwards uh, out of the situation for a few weeks and kind of a, a more streamlined depth chart. How are you approaching those guys? 
Well, don't forget they just uh, they're about to sign Kenyon Drake. So that's kind of what's Oh, I, I thought I said that, but Oh, did you? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, okay. No. <laughs> uh, well, you, well, in the recap, you didn't mention him. So I, th I wasn't sure if you said oh, it earlier okay. or not. I thought I did, but my bad. Um, okay. So, yeah. Uh, I've been, we, we talked about this last night, I believe, on uh, on the team app with Chris, that I'm, I'm pretty much avoiding that backfield as it is. Um, but now that Drake is there, I don't know. I mean, not that I love Drake or anything, but he could be in a spot to actually, you know, produce out of the gate if J.K. Dobbins is not ready to go. Um like you said, I'm bummed about Beatty as well. I actually drafted him in Scott Fishbowl. Uh, he was my either second to last or, or last pick. So I'm going to have to waiver wire move that one uh, when, once the waiver wires open up there because I do have Beatty on my team. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, you know, it's weird. It's, it's frustrating from a fantasy perspective because that is an offense that's run heavy and they want to run. And now they don't really have the kind of – I mean, we're looking at – is Mike Davis still there? Is that – is he the he other is. guy I forgot there? about Mike Davis. Yeah, Mike so, Davis is still there. I mean, yeah. Like, what do we do? I don't know. I mean, that's mm -hmm. like legit Merck. And not even like top guy and then Merck. It's all Merck because if yeah. Dobbins is not good to go, then it's, you know – who knows what's going to happen. And it's a bummer because that isn't, you know, it, it's like I said, it's an offense that is normally run heavy and that, you know, we should be able to get some fantasy goodness out of it. I don't know if we can. Too much Merck, too much Merck. Okay. Uh, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I, uh, I'm still buying Dobbins cause he's not super expensive for what he presents to you. And I think him not going on pup tells me the team at least thinks he'll be back within the first three, few, you know, four weeks. So, uh, so I'm buying him there, but you're right. Somebody's going to be, and it's probably Drake. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, they wouldn't have gone out and gotten Drake had they had Dobbins been good to go. That's like, you got to look at it. That, Cause that <laughs> happened before they cut, you know, Beatty and you're like, why are they going out and getting Drake if Dobbins is not on pup? So. Or maybe they don't like Mike Davis. That's very possible or, too. And you know what? That's not, wouldn't be the first time that, you know, a team has not liked Mike Davis. So. Uh, this isn't on the show sheet, but Julius Chestnut, if you're looking for a Tyler Beatty replacement, Julius Chestnut made the roster in Tennessee. And, uh, you know, Dontrell Hilliard, uh, you know, Son Haskins, like they don't exactly have like a proven backup and they love this kid through training camp. So, you know, right. maybe he good, wins the backup job. That's a good one out there because look, Derek Henry, I mean, you know, he's, he got hurt last year and uh, he's, you know, reaching the, old in quotations in, in football running back old um so yeah julius chestnut. Foreman was an rb2 last year Go get yourself that. some julius chestnut yeah, if, if you're looking for an end of the <laughs> roster tyler Beatty replacement <laughs> um the detroit lines jameson williams uh no surprise on the pup list gonna miss at least the first four games probably mid-season uh are, are you buying any jameson williams uh the detroit's a little bit murky at the wide receiver position but you know i i don't know how you felt about williams going into the draft williams was my number one receiver based on talent i thought that he was the best receiver in this draft obviously the acl tear in the championship game clouds uh you know his potential for this season but uh is he worth rostering in in any format really i would say in best ball because you know redraft is just it, it's unless you have if you have an ir spot then yeah grab him and, and stick him in there um there's no harm there but and I think I think it's tough to have him take up a bench spot if you only have you know say sixteen players or whatever and you're starting you know ten um, that that's a tough sell for me. Uh, but you know I don't know it's hard for me to to really I mean you think right that offense is definitely lacking not definitely but they're lacking weapons right after Ceedee Lamb Gallup is 
you know. Oh, uh, Detroit. A, Detroit. Oh, I'm sorry. My brain. I, I was thinking about. Uh, I don't know Taylor what Tolbert. I was thinking about. Yeah, probably, maybe. Yeah, probably maybe. thinking about and James Washington, who's also who's also probably going to miss a few games. You're Who probably knows? thinking of Washington. It's been a long <laughs> off season. Detroit, 100. percent All right, let's back to that. DJ Chark, um, I'm on. Jamison Williams, I don't know. I think that that you know, yeah, sure. Like I said, if if there's an IR spot, grab him. Someone has to catch the ball there, other than Hawkinson and Emmanuel St. Brown and DJ Chark. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I, yeah. More of a, a dynasty target. I would say more of a dynasty target. I mean, you never know. It's hard. I mean, ACL tears, you know, can go one of two ways, right? Or anywhere in the middle. So, um, you know, we've seen people bounce back and be fantastic. We've seen people never be the same. Uh, you know, he is young, you know, and um, all of that stuff. Uh, you know, I just, ugh, it, it, I think <laughs> my brain, it's like Alabama people. I just can't do it. Like, <laughs> I, I just. You know, too much dog like, in you. <laughs> too much dog in me. Too much like, you know, and then there's also all the like, so when Georgia won, there are all these people like, oh, Jamison Williams went down. That You know, that's why Georgia won the national champion. So that stuff just drives me nuts. So Yeah, that's annoying. <laughs> but, you know, you got to separate that as a fantasy player and analyst. So sure. I think there's definitely value there. If it really is just four games and he's back, then, I mean, that's, you know, a, a yeah. huge chunk of the season if he is available in an offense with not a ton of targets, but also not the greatest quarterback. So I think I went around the block to go next door to tell you that, yeah, sure. I mean, take, <laughs> some, take some, put him on the IR and redraft if you can. Mm-hmm. There's my stance. Yeah, I would guess we see him in November. Uh, now, the, the, other, the other side of that, though, Detroit isn't really expected to be very good. We're all rooting for Detroit, right? We're all right. hoping they're good. Right. Uh, but it's hard to bank on that. If, if, you know, if it gets to be November, Jameson Williams is ready, but Detroit's not in any kind of playoff hunt, right. like, would you, they rush him back? I don't know. I'd like to think they wouldn't because that's I would just, think not. that doesn't make sense for him and for his future and whatnot, you know? So you brought up Dallas, uh, somebody who didn't end up on the PUP list, uh, Michael Gallup, right? right? I think you just knew I was going to bring up I Dallas, don't know. right? I was in my brain. Uh, we we were expecting Gallup to miss quite a bit of time this mm-hmm. season, and uh, it, this seems to be that Dallas thinks he'll be back within the first four weeks, or at least wants to keep the door open on that. Uh, does that change the way you view Michael Gallup? I've been drafting him a little more in the last week or so, knowing that. I- I like Michael Gallup. I've liked him, you know, since he's coming to league from Colorado state. I, you know, last year he had, you know, a small burst, he got hurt. And then, you know, um, but as I was saying before, when I thought we were talking about the Cowboys, they don't have a lot after CD lamb and Schultz. So I feel like, you know, we've talked about this on the show before, like Tolbert's a rookie, but like all of a sudden everyone's all in on him, but like, we don't really know that much. I mean, is he that good? Like his ADPs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, his ADP is pretty high and he might stink. So I think that Gallup coming back is a good thing for the fantasy community. And I think he's still, you know, relatively inexpensive. I mean, I've been, you know, you've been able to get him kind of, um, I don't know exactly what his ADP. I want to say it's at least in, it's double when digits I'm, still, right? Just, just, yeah. Just colloquially, uh, when I'm in a Sharps league, it ends up being like 11th round is kind of where I see Gallup go. Uh, but all the ones that I've drafted that are uh, redraft formats with, um, you know, your average drafters, right? Uh, Gallup often goes undrafted. And so uh, if I'm pretty, if I feel pretty good about the receivers that I draft at my top three or four receivers, I have no problem with Gallup being wide receiver five on my, on my roster. Yeah, just, no, just in case he comes back and, and does what he did a couple of years ago. Yeah, and him and Dak have a good rapport. I mean, he's, you know, so I feel like 
you know, I mean, it's totally cliche, but if he's healthy, uh, you know, I think he's going to outproduce where he's being drafted, especially if he doesn't miss any time. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, let's uh, let's go to a couple tight ends. Uh, OJ Howard gets cut from Buffalo. Is that anything, Jen? He's a big name, so I wanted to include it. But is I that mean, he's anything a big at all? name? But why? Like he's not really. You know, it's like he's we got, we keep expecting these big seasons from him, and we just keep being disappointed. So yep. I, uh, I mean, I I think he'll get a job somewhere. You know, the, I mean, tight ends is tight ends, right? I feel like he'll get a job somewhere, but I feel like he always kinds of ends up being more of a blocker. It doesn't really happen for him. I feel like he's been, you know, we were talking about Levis Chanel, it's kind of a similar situation. Like he's been in spots where he should be producing, uh, you know, Tampa Bay. It just didn't happen. So, um, you know, good for him. Hopefully he'll get a job somewhere, but I'm not drafting him. I don't think it moves the needle. Yeah, I me neither. Um, really doesn't change. I already liked Dawson Knox. Doesn't really change anything there. Um, I hope he doesn't land in like, I don't know, Cincinnati or something. We have to worry yeah, about that. Would be, that would be very bad. Or like in the, like the Browns, it's like they finally, we finally have Njoku as the guy there. And then if you throw in another tight end, you know, Njoku has yeah. been dealing with, you know, other tight ends for the last couple of years, avoid it, you know, which is stifling the breakout. So yep. that would be bad too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Okay, that, so that's pretty much nothing. Uh, here's something. Greg Dulcich <laughs> is on pop, right? Greg Dulcich, who, yeah, who I wasn't – I like Dulcich, right? And I think later in the season could have value. We're not big on rookie tight ends in general. But what this does do to me is it makes me more bullish on Albert O because we already liked Albert O, but the only concern was they invested a day-two pick in a talented receiving athletic tight end. So does this uh, change at all the way you, you view Albert O? Do you like his – at least early season chances to contribute more or less or the same? I think it's about the same for me. I, I don't know what it is. I just can't seem to get in on the Alberto hype in this offense. I'm not really sure why. I, I just can't seem to get there. Uh, I don't know if it's – yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's Russ's just kind of inconsistency with tight ends or, you know, I mean, obviously the whole offense is new. It's, it's totally different coaching. It's new everything. So we don't really know what's going to go down, but – um, I don't think him being on, you know, out for four weeks really is going to change anything. Cause I don't know, you know, he's a rookie, so I don't know. He, he wasn't going to come out of the gate and produce anyway. I think he's a late season guy anyway. So if he just heals up and then comes along, I think he'll be fine. I still have no problem with people drafting, you know, Dulcich at the end of best ball. I mean, I think in redraft, you can't draft Dulcich. I think Alberto, I would just draft him where I would have drafted him anywhere in, re, in any way in redraft. Um, so I don't think this changes much. I mean, it's a bummer because I, I, you know, I like Dulcich and I think it would have been fun, you know, to see if they use him in two tight end sets or what they did there. But um, the fact that, you know, it's only four weeks. So, you know, I think that with in a rookie situation, he wasn't going to, like I said, he wasn't going to bust in there and, you know, light up the scoreboard from the get go anyway. So I think it's, you know, it is what it is. Okay. That, that makes sense to me. Um, Let's stick in Denver. Uh, Travis Fulgham and Seth Williams uh, aren't big names at all, right? Uh, I know uh, I, I, I always kind of liked the talent there with Seth Williams, but both those guys were cut from Denver. But what that does do with Tim Patrick out for the season is it clears the depth chart. Those were all guys vying for the wide receiver three job behind Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. So uh, to me, what that tells me is KJ Hamler is probably healthy and uh, you know his skill set seems to line up with what Russell Wilson does well, which is throw very accurate deep balls. Uh, are you interested in KJ Hamler 
uh, as the wide receiver three, or at least assumed wide receiver three in Denver. Yes, I have been drafting KJ Hamler all summer. I'm definitely interested in him. Um, I also, do you know, I, I don't have a thing. Did Brandon Johnson make the cut? Because there's been a lot of local buzz about him uh, this summer as well, as far as Broncos wide receiver. Did you see anything about that? He didn't stand out to me uh, anywhere. So, and okay. I haven't been plugged into the local buzz. So, okay. Uh, well, but I there's can... just been, t- yeah, there's just been, t- there was t- a lot of talk about him in training camp. Um, you know, I, I live here in Denver and uh, you know, I, I get my Twitter feed is a ton of local people. So like, I do, there's a lot of buzz about Brandon Johnson. I don't know if he, uh, oh, he was waved injured. Okay. He was Sal waved says. injured. Okay. Okay. Excellent. So he's thank not you, there. Sal. So then, yes. Thank you, Sal. <laughs> so yes. Um, either way. Um, yes. So KJ Hamler, I was in anyway. Um, we saw the talent, you know, last season before he was hurt. And I know that uh, these guys like him and they, they paid him some money. So uh, high ankle sprain two days ago, KJ Hamler, who I don't know. Who, For I don't Brand- know who. Brandon Johnson. Oh, well, he was that, already. Okay. That's okay. why I waved injured. Yeah. Ah, perfect. Um, that's a bummer because I think I drafted him a couple times, uh, but that's okay. But yes, to answer your question, um, having K- you know that that frees up even more the depth chart. To be honest, so yep. yes, I'm in. I'm in for that. And you know, the Broncos always seem to. I mean, listen, every team has this right. A random emerge that we no one's even talking about that shows up. So we may get someone that we don't even know about that will uh, that will appear. But uh, if if Hamler is healthy, then yes, and he's free. I mean, he's he's. I don't he's know free. He's, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk uh, Sony Michelle cut by our beloved Dolphins. Uh, that surprised Boom. me. I know he's I know. he's a dog and a dolphin. It, it's sad. And he's um, from actually he went to high school down the street from where I grew up. So, so like, lot, yeah, there's a lot of Sony Michelle ties to me. So I'm, I'm bummed. Sucks. I'm that bummed sucks. for him. I think he's going to get another job. I don't know where. I don't know how he couldn't. I mean, he had a great season last season for the Rams. I mean, he stepped up. He did, you know, and he was kind of buried in New England for those years. And, you know, he finally got out and had a decent season and then now he's cut. So, you know, they just the Dolphins had a lot on their plate um, in that running back room. So, you know, I guess Miles Gaskin beat him out. And, you know, I don't know. It's a bummer that I, I don't know how I don't know. I wasn't there, so I don't know. But, uh, you know, I mean, I guess it's good for Chase Edmonds, who we've you know, we've been drafting here at four for four pretty heavily. He's been one of our guys. So I have a lot of Chase Edmonds in my portfolio. So I'm cool with that. But um, I'm definitely bummed for Sony. I hope that he lands somewhere. I don't know where he'll land. But uh, I mean, he may. I mean, I guess he, he could end up back at the Rams for all we know. Right. I mean, they're you know, I don't know what they have going on, but between Akers and, and Daryl Henderson and, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe he'll end up back there uh, to contribute. Who knows? Yeah. Um. I, I tell you what I do like. I do like Raheem Mostert after this. I uh, not not that I didn't think he'd already get touched, yeah. but, but I think you know until he gets hurt, I think he's going to be uh, very productive. I think he's going to get the touches that maybe I thought Sony Michelle might. Yeah, I mean that's the key until he gets hurt. <laughs> not if, thing. but until when. <laughs> that's um, the thing. Listen, he's you know he's great, but he just cannot stay on that field, you know. But I'm sure. Listen, there's a Mike McDaniel connection with him. He's there for a reason. Um, I can't get myself to draft him. And I know that I should for the reasons that I just mentioned. I mean, he's obviously they kept him. He's, you know, he has rapport with McDaniel. So and they brought him there for a reason. I just, uh, I can't seem to click that button, but I think I probably should here in the next week. Just in I, best ball. I don't, I, I wouldn't take him in redraft. 
I've got him in a lot of best ball. I have him in uh, one redraft league where I have 20 roster spots. Oh, yeah. Okay. That so makes he's, sense. I've got a deep enough bench to stash mm-hmm. him there just in case. Uh, let's go to the 49ers real quick. I'm skipping around a little bit, but let's go to the 49ers real quick. Jermichael Hasty uh, yeah. is cut. Yep. He was their uh, pass catching back last year. He really was. Uh, so now we've got Tyrion Davis Price on the roster. Trey Sermon still on the roster. Uh, obviously, Elijah you know, Mitchell is the guy, but with, uh, you know, with hasty out of the way, which of those San Francisco running backs do you think is more likely to be productive in the event that, that Elijah Mitchell struggles to stay healthy again? Did Jeff Wilson make the cut? He did. Yeah. Wilson still. I, I love Jeff Wilson. I, I, I yeah. can't quit. I can't quit him. I just can't. Yeah. I, I always seem to draft him. So I do like him, you know, sermon it's gross to even think about because he absolutely slaughtered the entire fantasy oh. community last year. Yeah. So it's crushing. tough. But they kept him, so, yep. you know, they did not get rid of him after he was in the absolute doghouse last year, and he didn't, you know, doghouse fantasy-wise, doghouse real-life-wise. So, um, but, yeah, the rookie is is also intriguing. I mean, it, listen, we know with the, with the what, what are you, the shenanigans, shenanigans? Shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> um, you know, you, you always have to have a piece of that backfield because you just don't know what's going to happen. But like you said, I mean, Eli Mitchell, sure, he's the guy – he could get hurt again too, and then we're looking at any one of those guys could be the guy. You yeah. know, they're, they're they're definitely a go with the hot hand type of, you know, offense slash backfield. So, I think a piece of any of those. I think though, in in redraft, I uh, I don't know that I would invest in any any of those guys outside of Mitchell. Yeah, in, in, in yeah, yeah, in dynasty, uh, Tyrion Davis price is is mm-hmm. is worth considering, and also in dynasty, uh, Jordan Mason is a guy they like that randomly made the roster. They kept five running backs, which is uh, uncharacteristic for them. Okay. So if if you're on a dynasty team and you got a deep roster and you need to stash somebody, uh, Shanahanigans can sometimes be a nice thing to look into when mm-hmm. you're looking at the deep players on the roster. But yeah, it's got to be Mitchell. Got to be Mitchell. Uh, okay, let's see. I also wanted to talk uh, quickly. I, I just have a few notes on these other guys. They're not big names, right? Uh, but Anthony McFarland is gone. Uh, he's been cut from the from the Steelers. I, I liked McFarland coming out of Maryland. I thought he was kind of like a, a little uh-huh. bowling ball that could also catch the ball. Uh, Benny Snell has been the backup to Jaylen Najee Warren. Harris. But is it Jalen Warren? Yeah, does this mean it's Jalen Warren? I think it is. I mean, I've been reading a bunch of stuff about him, and I've actually been investing in him uh, in best ball. I actually picked him up in my – so in my redraft home league, we draft 16, and then you go home and draft two more. Like you can just pick up two more just to make it not as long. And and so he was one of the guys I picked up. I ended up actually dropping him for Isaiah Likely, but I I, I was torn on on both. Um, I like Jalen Warren because I feel like – you know, we don't know what's going to happen in that offense. And if he is indeed the backup, he's right there. You know, and I, Benny Snell has been given opportunity in the past as that backup. Um, he has not, you know, done yeah, anything not, with not, it. Not been good. <laughs> ever. But but he, but there's always been that chance. So I yep. feel like with, with Najee Harris, yes, he's, you know, he's fantastic. But, you know, there is room, I think, in that offense for another guy. And if it is indeed Jalen Warren, not enough people are talking about that. And I feel like he's a guy you can kind of sneakily – get on your team for super cheap at the moment. And Harris start the season nicked up. Like that's, yeah, yeah I love Harris, but ooh, it's a little scary that he's starting the season yeah, with a list break is. issue. So it uh, is. it's another guy. Uh, Darrington Evans is cut from Chicago. Uh, I wasn't interested in Darrington Evans, but it is interesting. Chicago only has three running backs on their roster. So uh, that initial 53, you've got David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, and then rookie Treston Ebner, who uh, Chicago beat writers like. 
they liked him in training camp. He's kind of a do all kind of back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think he might do some uh, return jobs. Right. They, they think he might play on some passing downs. Uh, would you take a stab at any Tristan Ebner knowing that there's a limited amount of players around him? Possibly, but that makes me feel like they may bring in one of these free agents, right? I mean, maybe they didn't love, you know, Evans enough and, and the other guys that they let go that maybe in their mind they're like, all right, let's just roll with these three and then we'll pick up the scraps of after everyone else cuts their players. So, you know, that might be the case. Um, honestly, Ebner, I, I the, you know, in, in all this offseason, this is the first I'm hearing of this person. So now I'm like, ooh, once we're off the pod, I need to kind of look it up and maybe I will sprinkle him in. But, um, you know, I, I, I do like Herbert. Herbert has shown that he can, you know, be the guy when he needed to be the guy last year when Montgomery went down. So um, I do like Herbert, and Herbert is still pretty cheap. So I have been getting him. Um, I mean, Ebner, I would think would be a dynasty guy or somebody if he were really, really deep, uh, deep in a roster uh, to grab. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Chicago did add somebody. That, that makes sense. I would think that they'll probably add some. That, that's a good point. Uh, final guy I want to bring up, Ian Book cut by the Saints. Again, not a player I was interested in anyway. Andy Dalton has won that backup job. But only two quarterbacks on the roster, one coming off a major knee injury and one coming off looking awful, right? So uh, Taysom Hill still on the roster, listed as a tight end. I, are you drafting him? You know, our, our co-worker, TJ Hernandez, is all about him. I just can't do it. I don't no. know. It's a mental thing with me. Like, I just, ugh, I don't know. I, I can't fathom that. Yeah. If he's tight end eligible and he starts at quarterback, though, but like I, Sean, pa- wasn't that Sean Payton thing? Like he's gone. Like, are we done yeah. with this? Like, we're I don't know. I, that, I can't, it, it I might be true. He has been officially moved to the tight end position. I I just you know this is not much. I feel like it's, quarterback. It, but I mean, I feel like it, maybe in an emergency situation, sure, but not enough to count on for fantasy. Like to to have on your best ball roster. I don't know. I feel like wouldn't it, I mean I don't know. Is Adam Troutman the official? Like, do you think he's yeah. the starter? Or for yeah, now he so is. Like, yeah. So. Yeah, I just can't get behind the Taysom Hill thing. I feel like Jameis, you know, listen, anyone can get hurt on every, any given day. We know that. But I think Jameis, I think, you know, if he's healthy, we'll hold on to that job all season. And I just don't see it. I don't know. Unless they have. Oh, see, uh, our, our producer, Sal, is telling us to draft Taysom Hill everywhere, which yeah. makes me not want to draft Taysom Hill everywhere because it's to the opposite of what Sal says. Also, to be fair, Sal, longtime Taysom Hill. Supporter. I know. That, I'm Absolutely. just kidding. Of course. <laughs> um, whether it's. Oh, I was kidding, Sal. I just meant because because you're very biased. You, you, you pick a player <laughs> and you roll with them for, you know, 12 years. Yeah. We're still talking about Alex Smith. You know, he's been out of the league for how long? And his leg is completely like rebuilt robot leg. And we still talk about Alex Smith on this pod because of Sal. So Sal, Sal, you know, he's very knowledgeable. I didn't mean to say do the opposite of what Sal says. I was just kidding. He just has, you know, he has, he wears his heart on his sleeve for certain players. That We've was got, my point. Yeah. Sal's guys. We got Sal's guys. Yes. So. Uh, one of one of Brandon's guys got cut today, which uh, I'm heartbroken. <laughs> uh, not really fantasy relevant. I poured right? one out for you. Yeah, I was that Kellen Mond. I've always loved Kellen Mond. Um, you know, I, we're all wrong about some players. Hopefully, Kellen Mond gets another chance somewhere. Uh, Dallas does not currently have a backup quarterback on the roster, right? And uh, Detroit could use, you know. Somebody out there. I think grow. he'll get a job, right? Yeah, he somebody bring. It was a third round pick last year. I kind of. I wonder if Mike Zimmer ruined him. That's what I wonder because the the rumors are there was a confidence issue um, this offseason. So, uh, well, Mike Zimmer kind of ruined a few things. So I did. wouldn't, you know, 
I'm yeah. going to blame Mike Zimmer. I'm, um, I'm in. This is just a blip along the way to the Hall of Fame for Kellen Mond. That's <laughs> Get that gold jacket ready. That's right. Uh, that's all I got on the cuts. I, I've got some notes from Mike Woller. Did you have anything else before I do the IDP quick hits? Uh, no. Go for it. Okay. So, uh, you know, we don't uh, talk IDP a lot on this episode, but on roster cutdown day, there were some some roster moves made that are IDP relevant. So I asked um, our IDP guy, Mike Wollert, uh, at Mike underscore Wollert on Twitter to uh, give me some notes, just some quick hits on some of the players that got moved. So uh, Logan Ryan, uh, you might have seen uh, defensive back for the Bucks got cut. Uh, Mike says he's probably going to return to the Bucks. that it's probably some roster shenanigans going on over there and that uh, he expects him to come back to the Bucks. If he doesn't, then Mike Edwards is the next man up uh, there in the secondary. Uh, Chase Young lands on Pup, so he's out for at least the first four games. He's highly drafted as an interior or as an, as a, an edge rusher uh, defensive lineman. Um, Mike says he's more, more of a name brand as opposed to an actual producer. His pressure rate, uh, 10% in his first two seasons, and now we'll miss four games. So he says Montez Sweat is the defensive lineman to target in Washington. Young falls to a defensive line three or four. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson got traded from the Saints to the Eagles. He's the safety for, uh, for the, uh, was for the Saints. Uh, Avanti Maddox is going to be the nickel corner for the Eagles now, it sounds like, and that uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson will play safety, uh, enters the DB3, DB4 conversation now that he's in a full-time safety role. I got three more players. Anthony Harris was released. Uh, he was all, he was the starting safety, uh, so now he's gone, coming off a 100-tackle season. So if somebody else picks him up, he could be a waiver wire spoiler for somebody, so keep an eye on him. Uh, Mike was sad, Kamoko Ture. Uh, got cut from the San Francisco 49ers. Thought he'd have a shot as the third defensive lineman there. Uh, watch it, see if he can show up somewhere. And then finally, uh, Shaquille Leonard, formerly known as Darius, uh, won't start the season on PUP. That's big news because he's in contention for the number one linebacker spot. So we're prepping like he's going to be ready for week one now uh, rather than the question marks that have been le leading into today. So those are Mike Wellert's notes. Go and uh, definitely follow Mike Wellert on Twitter at Mike underscore Wellert. Uh, he is the best IDP follow on Twitter, in my opinion, and just a good person in general. So uh, that's all I got. Jen, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Listeners, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at The Monday Mommy and at Two Guys Brandon. Thanks for checking us out. Have a good day. <laughs>